Hi, my name is Carlton and in this segment we're going to discuss some news articles. First one is a pregnant chef that was killed by her boyfriend in New Jersey. So she was 35, she lived with her boyfriend and um, he killed her. The very, the very idea of, of murdering somebody that you supposedly should be loving and protecting and all that, it's, I don't know how it even, the thought even get into somebody's mind. And they say most people are actually killed by people they know. And that's a very sad statistic. But, you know, you would think that it would be the opposite. It would be some stranger, some, you know, somebody you never met, you know, something like that. The people that, people that you marry, the people that you share your bed with, the people that are your family, people that are your friends. I, I guess we should put quotes in all of these, you know, these are the people that end up killing you, you know, in more times than not. So she was 35 and killed by her boyfriend. And the worst part about it is that she was pregnant. You know, that's... That makes it even worse. Five months pregnant. You know, sometimes you, you, you're, you're in a relationship and you don't really know who you're with. And for women, it's, it's tough. It's, it's worse than being a man in that, in that instance. Because men are naturally stronger than women. They could overpower them relatively easily and you know and that's that's one of the disadvantages of of just being a woman that you know you're with a man and anytime he he feels like or anytime he goes off or whatever he have i don't know he's predisposed to to murder or, or beat up or whatever it is and he decides to take it out on you you know it's you don't really have a, an option Especially if it's never show any signs. But a lot of times, you know, things don't just happen overnight. You know, it doesn't just, usually these things build up. You know, things people say, you know, things that they do. You know, you got to notice these things and you got to run. As a woman, you have to get away from these kind of people because they're going to harm you. And I don't know if, you know, this lady was aware that her husband was, not her husband, her boyfriend, you know, was capable of stuff like this she probably she probably wasn't that's that's make it you know very difficult for her to decipher but you know when you're in a relationship it's tough it's tough all around and it can go sideways you know one day somebody love you the next day they don't but killing somebody doesn't solve anything i mean I just don't understand how how people decide. Oh, let me let me kill this person. If I if I can't have them, then nobody can. So he killed her, take her away from her family. He killed himself. I mean, what's the, what's the sense? What, what's the purpose? I, you know. You know, you break up, and you find somebody else that's a better match than the person you're with. And that's it. And I know it's not as simple as that, right? It's a lot of emotions. I mean, I've been through my own issues with relationships, and. When it happened to me, I just left. 
I left. It hurt. Yeah, it hurt a lot. But what was I going to do? I'm not going to go kill somebody and all sort of nonsense, you know? You know, the the world is, is bright. There's a lot of different people that you can have relationships with. And, and f- frankly, being alone is better than being somebody that makes you miserable. So it's, it's best to just walk away. Now, I don't know exactly what happened in this relationship, what caused this guy to to snap and do that. Obviously, there's a reason, you know. Um, but there's no reason. I mean, there's a reason why he did it in his own mind, but there's no logical reason for anybody to to kill somebody, to kill an innocent person. So... My heart really goes out to this lady and her family. Let's go on to the next topic. So we have um, an ex-Arizona teacher sentenced to 20 years for molesting a teenage student. So this teacher got 20 years in prison for molesting a 13-year-old student. Now, you might think by default is a man, but in this case, it's actually a female teacher who molested a male student. And uh, this is not, it's usually men doing the, the abuse, or the men get caught. Um, but when it happens, when, you know, in the news that a man molested a, a girl, underage girl or boy is usually a huge um, uproar and, 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 and rightfully so that you know the man should be killed and a whole bunch of different things but when there's a story about a woman do it I don't see those those reactions you know people seem to think it's more I don't know <laughs> it's easier better I don't I don't know the term but it it they should be Equal uproar when a woman abuse a minor should be the same, you know. It's not just men and the evil, it's women and men, you know. Evil people can be any sex, could be any age, you know. Just because somebody is young or old or disabled or whatever else, it, it doesn't give them the right to abuse anybody, whether you're male or female or, you know. Don't abuse anyone, whether they're minors, whether they're adults. Just don't do it. I wish we had a society where people would just do the right thing. Wow. Sounds um, like a fantasy world, right? Anyway. So this lady used her position to molest a child. And I remember having a conversation. You know, me and my, my lady... We have discussions in the house a lot. We talk about what's in the news. We talk about articles. We, we discuss stuff together. I remember one day we were talking about an article like this where a woman molested um, a minor, a boy. And she said to me, my girl said to me, um, the boy liked it. So I'm like, why would you say something like that? What do you mean by the boy liked it? Because he's a boy, you know, 
I'm like, so she, she, I said to her, I said, what if it happened to your daughter? Would you say that she liked it? And that's when she understood what she said was wrong. It doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl, he's a minor. Nobody should be having sex with them and all that. They're not to the age yet, you know, they're not adults. Anyway, let's move on to the next story. So we have um, US-born Isis Bride thinks she deserves a second chance. So let me read you the first paragraph. An American-born woman who urged jihadists in America to go on drive-bys and spill all of their blood says she regrets every single thing and believes she should be given an option to return to the United States with her young son. Now, I don't agree with President Trump. I'm even calling him president. I don't agree with President Trump a lot, but I agree with him when he said this lady should not be allowed on U.S. soil again. 100% this lady shouldn't be allowed. She should stay in Syria where she is. So basically, she was an American citizen who went on the internet and professed her love for, for ISIS and, and these um, terrorists and encouraged people to kill innocent people, Americans, whether Americans or not, just kill innocent people. Then she leaves the U.S. and goes over to Syria to join the terrorists. And I guess the grass is not greener because she ended up, she was over there and she ended up having a, a child of her own. And now she wants to come back. She says she's sorry. I don't think there's any sorry involved there. There's, there's plain as day. I mean, she should just stay in Syria and continue being a terrorist. I mean, if she's sad and she's sorry about what she did, um, she could stay in Syria and be sorry about it. We don't need somebody like that back in society. Some people shouldn't be let back in society at all. Besides her, I mean, some people in prison, they shouldn't be let back in society. So she says she's sorry and, you know, she has a young, I guess she wants to come back in America to raise her son and all that. I mean, this lady's crazy, right? So, um, so the thing about people, and I say this a lot, right? Humans, they're so selfish. They always think about their own family and their own mother and their own kids. They never think about other people. So when she, when she was advocating for killing innocent people, she didn't think that those people have kids. Those innocent people are kids, they have kids. No. But as soon as she has a baby, now she's thinking about her baby. That's typical human nature for you. Anyway, I hope this lady is never allowed on American soil or any other soil besides where she is right now. I don't think there's any forgiveness, any rehabilitation or anything like that. I think that's it, you know. Okay, let's go on to the next article. So we have here 
a woman spent more than $110,000 on drug rehab and her son still died. Basically, this lady, um, Kim Blake, she has a son called Sean and he was addicted to prescription drugs and they tried to get him off of it you know by sending him to rehab many times and every time he come back out he would still go back to drugs you know I, I never understand how anyone would want to try drugs now I know that if you have a medical issue that you can get addicted to the drugs that they give you for the issue and it happens like that. But a lot of times, most times it happens because people just want to get high. Just want to get high. Now, drugs have been around for a long time. Cocaine and, you know, all these things, prescription, all these things have been around forever. And every adult, everyone knows, kids, adults, everyone knows that Drugs are not good for you. You can get addicted. It can make you want to steal stuff and uh, abuse people and abuse yourself and, you know, prostitute yourself and you name it. It makes you do everything so you, you can get the money to buy it. Everyone knows that. But why do people in today still willfully take drugs, prescription drugs, cocaine, PCP, all these things? Why would they even risk it? It's not worth it. Just to get high? Oh my God. Just be high on life. Go watch a movie. I mean, go hang out with friends. Go on a roller coaster. Don't take drugs. It's sad because these parents, they're doing everything to, to get him off of the drugs. But, you know, it's a 50-50 chance that somebody's going to come off it or they're going to just, it's going to be the demise of, of them. And that's what happened to this guy, Sean. He died of an overdose, opioid overdose. He died at 27 years old. Parents have to watch their kids. A lot of time, drug use starts early as a teenager. You have to monitor your kids. You have to know where they are, what they're doing, who are their friends? And I know some of this is not easy, but it's best you you do that than they end up on drugs and then there's no turning back and they die and then you got a, a lifetime of grief. Anyway, let's go to the next article. So this one is about Amber Geiger. So this is a former cop who was convicted in the wrong apartment killing of an innocent man. So she used to be a cop, and she lived in an apartment complex. She and the victim lived in the same complex. She just lived one floor below him. So she came home from wherever she was, and she parked on the wrong floor. Then she proceeded to walk onto the wrong floor and go into, towards the victim's apartment. She got to the victim's apartment, she still didn't realize it wasn't her own apartment. 
which is really strange. But, you know, we all could make mistakes, right? So she gets to the apartment, and the door is ajar. Apparently, the victim left the door ajar. For what reason, we have no idea. So she enters the apartment. No, she doesn't realize the number on the door is not hers. She doesn't recognize the smell in the apartment. Everyone's apartment have a, a different aroma. Okay? So you can, if you can tell by sight, you're going to tell by smell. So she, she push opens the door, goes into the apartment, and then the guy in the apartment, she, the guy in the apartment, he hear the sound of somebody's opening his door, and he comes, you know, towards the door to see, you know, what's happening. So when he did that, the cop, Miss Geiger, pulls out a gun and, and shoots him, and he dies. So, the guy's name is, is Botham. Yeah, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. But she kills an innocent man in his own apartment. All the cues. No, this is a police officer. This lady should, be, should have been trained in the academy. How did she get through the academy? How did she make it through when it seems like she's totally clueless? Just imagine... What somebody like that will do? They're under force. They end up in a situation. Forget about it being an apartment. She, she's a shoot first. Uh, questions after. And this guy in the apartment, not even armed, nothing. He's just chilling in his apartment. So, you know, there's a lot of, not a lot, but you know, there's a fear sure of police brutality and and police not respecting people's rights and all that, and that's another discussion. But this lady's just in a totally different level. Wow, this is like, this is like a movie. Anyway, this guy's died, got killed, got murdered by the cop. He was only 31 years old. And Miss Geiger's lawyer is arguing that she should be acquitted because of the stand your ground law. So he's saying because she thought it was her own apartment, then that law should apply. I'm like, what? Lawyers, defense lawyers, criminal defense lawyers are like the worst. I mean, the worst to defend people. And I know it's, I know it's, it's the law and it's it's the, the right to get defended and all that, but it's not just defending them. It's like they know that the person did something that wrong and they're still trying to get them off. And I'm like, what if it was your child? Would you want this person to get off? So let's move on to the next article. Beloved teacher, 30, dies of coronavirus after twice being denied a test. Now, this is not so unusual. This, a lot of people were denied a test. I couldn't even, I didn't even have the option. I, I, I believe I had the coronavirus and there's no way I could have gotten tested. And you, you basically have to be dying to get, a, to get a test. So she was turned away twice. 
before eventually being diagnosed with the virus, and then she died. And this is um, in Brooklyn. That's where I'm at right now, at Brookdale Hospital. Brookdale Hospital is one of the worst hospitals. But this brings us to issues um, with, with poor neighborhoods and, and affluent neighborhoods and the contrast. You know, when you're from a poor neighborhood and like, you know, you live in Brooklyn and you have Brooklyn hospitals, you know, we, you don't get the best service. You know, if you're in Manhattan or you're rich, you get the best. It's just, it's just the way it is. It's really nothing, there's really nothing you can say or do about it. It's just, that's just the way it is. A couple of days ago, I was reading an article about Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer had throat cancer, and he was staying at that time with his friend, the musical artist called Cher. And while he was there, his throat started to bleed. So the ambulance was called and it took him to the hospital. So Cher found out that he was rushed to the hospital, and she apparently didn't like the hospital he was in. So she made some phone calls and she got him moved to another hospital and he got the surgery and everything turned out right. But the point is, rich people could, they have access to just about any resource they want. They can call one hospital. Poor people, we can't do that. You know, why will hospital take you to? That's, that's it. Whether you live or die, it really doesn't matter. You know, it's just tough. It's just, I wish society, I wish... America was different. I wish everybody was afforded the same care, but sadly that's not the way it is. So that's that's all I have for today. I just want to thank you for spending time with me and I will see you in the next